And then uh, disappointment set in. Badgers fall yesterday and their season comes to an end. And I want to get into all of that. I think there is... um, I think there's um, some things to chew on regarding that. I really do uh, for the season that they had. And I think there's a remembrance that needs to be there as well. Also, the Packers continue to make moves. Rasul Douglas uh, back in the fold, which is, for the most part, good news. Uh, For those that wanted to see Rasul Douglas back for depth in the secondary, I think it's a solid move. In addition to that, you also have uh, Robert Tunyon coming back. And we'll ask you the question, what else do the Green Bay Packers need to do? What else is left to be done? I mean, the obvious is wide receiver. But what else would you like to see the Green Bay Packers do? Uh, between now and the time that they get into their first uh, minicamp and OTA. So we'll get into that discussion. Uh, the Brewers, uh, it was good to have baseball back over the weekend. See highlights. I saw Christian Yelich's uh, Instagram post, him walking through the tunnel, back out onto the uh, the field at American Family Field of Phoenix, getting in some rips. It was good to see that. Uh, the Deshaun Watson deal went down Friday afternoon. And for a blink of an eye, for a blink of an eye, Aaron Rodgers was the highest-paid player in football. And then, gone by the wayside. I can completely understand Rodgers' frustration. Now, the Browns, they had money to spend. The Browns are not a good organization. Deshaun Watson and that contract will take that team down. Mark my word. Deshaun, he's a hell of a quarterback. He's got a lot of talent. But I don't, I, I just don't think that he is going to elevate those around him. And he is going to be able to take them to the next level. He may be better than Baker Mayfield. But I still don't think the Browns are going to achieve the ultimate goal. And that is to be consistently in the postseason. I just don't think it's going to happen. And don't forget, the league's not even done with Deshaun Watson as of yet. And there are outcries right now from many, 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 many women's groups that basically say, look, this guy did a lot of things. And if you're going to give him, he's scot-free and you're only going to give him a six-game suspension, what kind of a slap in the face to women is this that this guy can, that, that players in the NFL can continually do this? So we'll get into that discussion. That's coming up. But I, I get why Aaron Rodgers would say, what the hell? Are you kidding me? Deshaun Watson, this guy, who not only is the ultimate in creeper, but he hasn't won anything. He really hasn't done anything, and this is what he's getting? Are you kidding me? This is the reason when teams like the Browns fall on their head when they wake up in the morning and give themselves some kind of monetary amnesia, this is the reason guys like Aaron Rodgers say, I understand you can't take all the money, but come on. 250 plus million guaranteed? Come on. Are you kidding me? Kirk Cousins, 90 million guaranteed? 30 million guaranteed? They keep doing. Come on. When you look at Kirk Cousins, who's won one playoff game his entire career, he's made $248 million cash in his career. He's made $37.5 million less than Aaron Rodgers. And look at Aaron Rodgers' career. 
So when we get pissed off and say, Rodgers is taking all the money, Rodgers is doing this, Rodgers is doing that, he, I get it. There's a fine line between getting the money and getting what you should des- get and deserve. And then you look over the fence and you're like, what the hell? So anyway, so we'll get into that discussion today. Uh, my tournament bracket for those watching on the Bud Light live stream. I don't know if you can see this. That's it. It's it's just X's everywhere. It's it's it, boy. I tell you why there was no chalk in this tournament at all, at all. Arizona advanced. Villanova advanced. Kansas advanced. UCLA has advanced. Purdue, Gonzaga, Duke. They've advanced, but you look at everything in between. Auburn, gone. Iowa, gone. Wisconsin, gone. You still got St. Peter's playing. They knocked off Murray State. Kentucky, gone. Virginia Tech, gone. Man, Indiana, gone. Not happening. Baylor, gone. The defending champion. Michigan and the Big Ten, again, comes in with its arms flexed, biggest, baddest conference on the planet. You got two teams left. That's it. So not much happening there when it comes to the Big Ten. Uh, The Badgers yesterday, I want to go over this for a minute. By the way, we are brought to you by our good friends at Bud Light and Bud Light Hard Soda. Seltzer that's got a pop of soda, fantastic stuff, the loudest flavors ever. Oh, boy, yeah. Classic cola, cherry, cola, citrus soda, orange soda. They got it all thanks to Bud Light for being such a big part of the program. Um, I'm going to step back for a minute because I I watched that game. I was texting with you, Ben Kenny, uh, last night. Uh, It was more frustration texting than anything. Would you call it that? Yeah, kind of like the frustration drinking. Yeah, frustration drinking, same thing. And as I sat downstairs last night, and I watched that game, and I watched brick after brick after turnover after turnover after brick after brick. And it and it sounds bad, and it is. I mean, they lost the game, obviously. But I had to stop myself. And I don't know if this is right or wrong. I had to stop myself because I said, they shouldn't have been here. Nobody expected this team to win the Big Ten. Nobody expected this team to have this many wins. And what we're seeing now is kind of what we expected. Now, um, losing Chucky Hepburn on that just gruesome, ugly ankle injury. I don't know about you. I'm sitting downstairs. Kristen and I are in the bar last night uh, downstairs, and we're you know eating popcorn and having a beer, and we're watching the game. And um, it was when they showed the replay – it was, uh, it was, it was gut. It like hurt. It hurt me to watch. So to lose Chucky Hepburn, who was in so much pain, writhing on the floor, and it just, just before half, it 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 sucked the wind out of the Pfizer Forum for Badger fans. And then Greg Gard had a great comment at halftime. He said, "You know, hey, look, we've had issues before. We've lost Chucky at one point this season." So it's not anything that we're unaccustomed to. We we can do this. We can overcome this. And and I went, okay, you know, I get it. All right, let's go. Let's rally around this. But um, the problem was they didn't play 
their style of basketball. Iowa State, give Iowa State a lot of credit. They had a physical, smothering defense. Physical, smothering defense. But I am not going to go like Robin. Same old story every year for the most part for the Badgers. Look, it's same old story most part every year for the for every team in the country, but maybe eight. But you can say same old story, but you can't. This team was not expected to be there. They were not expected to be this good. They weren't. Ben, what would you say the average was as far as picking them in the Big Ten? Sixth, seventh, nine to eleven, somewhere in there. I picked them seventh because it's Wisconsin perpetually surprises. Every year, you always look at Wisconsin and you say, "How good are they going to be?" What is Wisconsin's level of good? Okay, and then you kind of pick it, and they surpass it. They they do it all the time, all the time. So I'm not. I, I didn't. I, I don't think I oversold it. I think I picked a lot of reality in my mind by picking them seventh. But to go like like Ben said, ninth to eleventh, somewhere in there in the Big Ten, that's where a lot of people figure them to be. So they win the Big Ten. So you got to keep that in mind. Whether they achieved exactly what they thought they would be or they really overachieved. I think you got to look at that and say, you know what? I I I I give it to them. They lost to a team who won two games at home. So what? So what? Iowa State beat LSU. You know, LSU's a pretty good team too, right? So I'm not going to worry about that. So what? What, what, what? Why does that matter? That's my argument. They beat Oregon State. They beat Xavier. They won more than than two games at home. They won at home against Kennesaw. They won at home against Oregon. They won at home against Alabama State. They won at home against Grambling. They won at home against number 25, Xavier. They, They beat Arkansas Pine Bluff at home. They beat Iowa. So what? Oh, he's saying LSU was a mess. Oh, who cares? They were still there. They were still a sixth seed. You you can make all the excuses you want. You're trying to justify the loss and say, see, I told you so. Where's your your bracket at? Did you pick it? And Iowa State won two games last year, and they won a lot of games this year. Last year has nothing to do with it. In college basketball, last year has nothing to do with it. I, I don't know why that's such an issue. We've seen teams turn around in a season. It's happened. Guys mature. They get a they get a transfer. You get a you get a really solid player. Uh, good players leave a program. You have a down year and then you rebuild it. I, it. It's in college basketball. That's a moot point. That has that has absolutely no bearing on college basketball. None. I I just I'm simply saying I give credit to the Badgers. They didn't play well. They picked a bad time to turn the ball over quite a bit. And they they didn't play their game. Plus, they lost Chucky Hepburn. 
So I'm 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 looking at the positive saying they weren't supposed to be there. I'm not coming down on the Badgers. For those of you that want to, so be it. I think you're wrong. I'll disagree with you. Uh, I'll, so what? I'll go from there. It hurt that they lost at the Pfizer Forum, yes. I get that. But I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna come. People are just coming down on the Badgers, and I, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, go ahead and do so. This you did during the regular season. You needed to get to at least a Sweet 16. You played a terrible game. It's a shame that most likely this is Davis's last game as a Badger. It wasn't a great game. Chucky Hepburn's going to rebound. Hopefully that ankle's going to be okay. It doesn't linger. It doesn't create long-term problems. You know, Davison's not going to be here anymore. That's a hell of a way to go out. He played about as physical as you can possibly play. There's a lot of things you can take away from this game, both positive and negative. I agree, though. The expectation should have been higher. But... For where they were at the beginning of the season, I give the Badgers all the credit in the world. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We continue on in uh, talking some college basketball. Joining us now, our guy that uh, we go to more often than not, uh, Mike DeCourcy, the Big Ten Network. Uh, always great to talk to you. Mike, how you doing? I'm okay, Bill. How are you? We are good. I uh, l- Let me start off by asking you, give me your thoughts on uh, the Badgers because a lot of people here yesterday, frustration, it didn't play well, turned the ball over, didn't shoot well. But I also kept thinking to myself, they weren't even supposed to be here. Most people were picking them pretty low in the Big Ten to begin with. So I think they had a pretty successful season. Give me your thoughts. Well, I, I, I might have had a different outlook if they had gotten through that game healthy and hadn't lost their second most important player and played as, as poorly as they did yesterday. But that didn't happen. Um, they were probably the thinnest good team in America. I, I talked about this on BTN multiple occasions. Uh, that that they had five and six when Chris Vogt was playing, and that was about it. And they, they started to see a little bit of light from some of the other guys uh, toward the end, but they never really had a second point guard. And Chucky was Chucky was holding it all together. I mean, he uh, and and of course Johnny Davis was clearly not himself either because of the excessive de- defensive attention or because his ankle didn't feel quite right. He was not the same player the last two weeks or so, two and a half, whatever the, whatever the time frame is. But they, they, there was no way that they were going to be elite without Chucky Hepburn playing thirty, way more than 30 minutes. And, of course, that didn't happen yesterday. And so is it disappointing that it ended the way it did? Sure. But it, but it, it still was kind of a miraculous season when you consider – where they were at the start of the year, what people expected, how Johnny developed, you know, uh, and and how Chucky uh, filled that void at, at the most important position on the floor. 
Talk about uh, the Big Ten in general. Obviously, uh, the representation to this point, not great. Uh, nine teams in, two remaining. Michigan, I think, is is played about as gritty basketball as you can possibly play, and obviously Purdue uh, gets past Texas. Uh, but uh, the, the rest of it, you know, it was going to be a battle with uh, Izzo and Krzyzewski, and I understand all of that. But give me the overall look at uh, the Big Ten right now. Well, I, I think what's amazing is, like, Look, if you put 32 Big Ten teams in there and they're all seated nine or lower, they're all seated to lose. And now that's not what happened. But my point is the number, the volume of teams in terms of the, 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 uh, the performance, oh, they only have two out of nine. Well, yeah, they were, they were only supposed to have four. And they got two of them. And the other two, uh, one was Wisconsin we talked about, and the other was, was Illinois, which – I mean, they clearly were, were, were struggling, and, and it's unfortunate for them. They also were impacted by injury. You know, there are a lot of teams run, still running around out there. They haven't had guy miss you know, a game, uh, you know, and, and sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't, and it's not because the Big Ten's more physical or any of that stuff. It's just stuff happens. I mean, uh, Chucky Hepburn basically played every game, and then he gets into a, uh, into a game against a Big 12 team, and it just happens. Uh, Andre Curbelo's circumstance, uh, the injury that cost him the first, almost the first two months of the season, um, you know, that didn't happen against Big Ten competition. And it just, you know, it just happened. And, and it, reintroducing him to the lineup was a struggle. And, and, and a lot of it was him and some of it was just circumstance. Uh, you know, yesterday in, in what was the most important game he'd played in since, Loyola a year ago, he came out and, and try, you know, and after all the things that he'd seen fail over the previous two weeks, he came out and did them again, or did think different versions of them. And it's like, well, come on, man, you got to catch on at some point. And then ultimately uh, I, when, when they were getting hurt defensively and he would have been the best option, uh, Brad Underwood didn't trust him to put him back in. And I think that that hurt them. And, and so it, it's partly, uh, partly Andre's fault for not coming out in a game like that and being, you know, uh, on his, you know, on his best game. Not, you know, he tried too many uh, risky plays. A- after all the risky plays he had tried for the previous two, three weeks, so many had failed. So it's not the game where you do that. You got to go out there and be solid. And and he chose not to. The, uh, the the tournament itself, it used to be, it, Mike, I remember years ago, you could pretty much just go with the higher seeds all the way through, and it is what it is. It, anymore, man, it, it doesn't matter. You look at a team like St. Peter's, you've got teams in there that, you, you, you know, Miami beating Auburn. I mean, anybody can beat anybody. Iowa State, obviously, over Wisconsin. You, you look at these teams, Richmond ends up beating Iowa of all teams after they end up winning the Big Ten tournament. It's not the same, you know, it's not the same easy tournament to pick anymore, right? Well, it's, it somewhat depends on the year, but I do think that we don't see teams that grow up together and become dominant in the way that we did in the past. I mean, if you if you put a team together, and, and, and it really, I mean, if you think about it, one of the last teams we saw like that was, was the 2015 Badgers. I mean, that team grew up together, and, and Frank got better and, became, and, and went from being a really good player as a junior to being a dominant player as a senior, and, uh, and, and Bronson Koenig... Uh, became a terrific point guard. And that was a team that was impacted by injury as well. Uh, you know, uh, so it, it, you, you never can be sure what's going to happen, even with your best teams. I mean, Trayvon 
Jackson got hurt that year, and that's when Bronson had to step in as the regular point guard, and and and, and that changed the nature of the team. But it didn't change it necessarily for the worse because Bronson did such a great job. Uh, but that's you don't see those kinds of teams anymore. Uh, teams with veteran guys who've been around together. Now you have veteran teams, teams with teams with veterans, but like that was something that they were clamoring for. Some of the fan base had been clamoring for at Kentucky. They, they they were tired of the one and done thing because it wasn't getting to the final four anymore. They need to get older. Well, they got older, but that didn't necessarily make them better. I mean, they, they still were a flawed team and it's hard to get, put together a, a complete mature team when you never know whether a player is going to be with you for the next year. The, uh, there's a lot of talk about Johnny Davis uh, not coming back. Where do you think he goes in the NBA draft? Well, he'll definitely go in the lottery, you know, presuming that's what he wants to do. And I, I, I mean, I'd be shocked if he didn't, but um, players sometimes surprise you. But I think, you know, I, I don't think the last couple of weeks helped him, but if he, if he heals and gets, gets, you know, rested and all that, and then he goes out and, and, and tests for them, uh, they'll see how, how explosive he is. If they put him in workouts, which they will, of course, you don't spend a top 10 pick. I mean, when they see what he can do in terms of inventing shots and all of that sort of stuff, I mean, that's what was missing over the last couple of weeks, the, his ability to create in the air. Uh, that, it wasn't there, and that's why I do think that he wasn't completely healthy over, over that stretch. I think he's going to be a, a very fine NBA player. I, I would, you know, if I had my choice of the, of, the, uh, of the Big Ten guys in the draft, I would probably go with Jaden Ivey first and Keegan Murray second and Johnny third. But I think all of them are going to be terrific. We saw Duke advance. Obviously, Gonzaga, Arkansas gets there uh, up in the western bracket, and and then you start to look around the rest of the brackets. Who's got? Uh, I don't want to say the best matchups and the easiest path because I don't think any of them are easy. But of the remaining, uh, who do you like? Well, I, you know, I think that I, I, I like Arizona all along, and I think it has helped them to have um, Tennessee taken out of their region, and. and I, I know all of a sudden now, this is interesting, the phenomenon. I mean, Houston played really well against Illinois yesterday. I mean, that, that was the second team, second tournament, uh, I'm sorry, the third tournament team they'd beaten all year. Uh, the other one was the two days before against UAB, and the other one was four days before that in the AAC title game against Memphis. And so now all of a sudden, because they got a high Ken Palm rating and they, and they, and they beat a, you know, a flawed Illinois team yesterday – now they're like everybody's like acting like they got Elvin Hayes again. Like they're really good and they and they try really hard and they play hard and all that, but they're not a great team. I mean, they're not a great team just because Ken Palm has a high number on them. Because if they were a great team, they wouldn't have been two and three prior to the tournament against the only teams that even looked like tournament teams in their league, Memphis and SMU. Uh, so they, they they did a really nice job over the weekend and they're in the Sweet 16 and for a team that lost two, two of their top five scorers before Christmas to season-ending injuries, they did a phenomenal job. Um, but Arizona is still the best team in this deal. Uh, they were a little wounded yesterday again. Point guard injury, Kirk Creasa, he played. He wasn't good yesterday. Uh, he's had bad games before when he was healthy, and, and he was clearly a, an inferior player to TCU's Mike Miles. He's going to have to play better than that. Whether it's against Houston or in the uh, in the uh, regional championship game, he's going to have to get better. They they can't they can't survive that that many 
performances by their point guard that are at that level. Give me your thoughts on uh, what what Mick Cronin's done with UCLA and and uh, the way he's kind of I don't want to say turned it around, but for lack of a better term, kind of turned it around. They got a big one coming up oh, against North Carolina. Trust me, it's turned around, Bill. I, I was at a game that Cincinnati when Mick was coach, coaching Cincinnati in twenty eighteen nineteen season when UCLA came uh, to uh, Fifth Third Arena in Cincinnati to play the Bearcats, and I, this is a true story. Um, they were the Bearcats were winning by so many points. It was such an embarrassment that with 11 minutes left in the game, Cronin told his guys to run the shot clock on every possession. With 11 minutes left, that's how far away they were. That's how far ahead they were. That was UCLA basketball in 2018-19, and that was why they moved on. And everybody thought they were, uh, you know, they're going to get a big name and all that. And Cronin just sat there and waited his, his time, and, and eventually they realized that he was the best candidate who would take the job. And he's done a wonderful job with the players that he has. They, they, they started slow, it, it didn't adapt well to him his first year, and nearly won the conference championship. And then last year, you know, made the Final Four after a rough end to their regular season. And this year, I, you know, I heard someone um, on the Field of 68 podcast who said that they thought that. Uh, that there was a, a sense of that they were just ready for the tournament, that this team was, had been around so much. And, you know, once the conference tournament, I mean, once the conference regular season title was out of reach, that they, that they sort of uh, shifted down a little bit, lost, you know, lost their, their edge. Well, I mean, I think that edge is back. They were tremendous on Saturday against St. Mary's. Uh, you know, they did the job in their opener as well. And this is going to be a hard challenge for them. Carolina, has played some really great basketball of late. Their their games against Baylor and Duke were as good as good as games as just about anybody's played, at least for the segments of time in which Carolina was great. In in you know in in the uh, case of Saturday against Baylor, they were great for the first 30 minutes, and in the case of the Duke game uh, at Duke on the final day of the regular season, they were great for the last 10. Uh, but they were able to be overwhelming in those segments and able to produce victories as a result. So not going to be easy uh, for UCLA in their next game. Mike, it's always great to chat with you, pal. I appreciate it, and we'll touch base again down the road, okay? You bet, Bill. Thank you. Thanks so much, buddy. There you go. Mike DeCourcy from Big Ten, uh, analyst there. Also at TSN, Mike is where you can get him, and Mike's been around a long time covering college basketball. He's just a a really good dude in many respects. So I uh, always love to get him on the program and appreciate his time as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Albanese's Roadhouse. A reminder coming up this Friday. Can you please, if you can put it on your calendar and maybe a reminder or something like that that I can, uh, you know, throw to you. Uh, coming up this Friday, 5 to 7, we're going to be at Albanese's Roadhouse, 5 to 7 p.m. Myself, Gina Della from Pella, we are going to be behind the bar. Coming up this uh, this Friday, 5 to 7. And the reason we're going to be there is because we're going to be uh, collecting tips and donations for a great charity called Special Spaces. They create these, these beautiful bedrooms for these kids with cancer. And uh, it's just a really neat thing to be a part of. So if you can join us coming up, Albanese's Roadhouse, 2301 Blue Mound Road. It's in Waukesha, right next to Menards. In Waukesha, next to Menards, across from the Home Depot, it's Albanese's Roadhouse and a terrific Italian food. But more so, can you come in? We're going to bartend uh, from 5 o'clock until 7 o'clock coming up this Friday. 
We hope to see you there. It's going to be a really fun event, a really fun time. So, and, and obviously for a really tremendous cause. So if you can join us for a happy hour, come in and get a, a beverage, maybe a little something to eat, or just come in and drop off a donation. It's going to be a really fun time. So please come out and join us, won't you? Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I want to say thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, they got you covered. Yes, they do. Quick Trip, uh, right now, they're giving away a 2022 Chevy Tahoe Quick Trip is. And if you want even more chances to win, all you got to do, other than having the uh, the app downloaded in an account there, you know, the rewards, the Quick Trip rewards, uh, you can go in and make it a combo. You can uh, get one of their take-home meals and a 20-ounce Coke or a Smart Water, and you get even more plays. It's that simple. Check it out. Go into uh, the Quick Trip app, and you can see all everything to figure out how you can win the 2022 Chevy Tahoe right now. And it uh, goes for, uh, I think it's another week or so, uh, as a matter of fact. And then they give this thing away. So good stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. Check it out. Our friends at Quick Trip, and I, I love Quick Trip. As a matter of fact, the, the Quick Trip down the street uh, was selling gas yesterday, three fifty nine on uh, one sixty four in Waukesha. Three fifty nine lines, lines to get in. I think it's in response to that whole Woodman's thing up the street. Woodman's is selling gas real cheap, and they're being sued and all that kind of stuff. So there's gas stations in the area. They were three seventy nine, three eighty nine. But uh, Quick Trip, you said, yeah, you know, we can compete with that. We got some pretty good buying power. Yeah, we're going to go down to three fifty nine, and oh my goodness, I was filling up everything I could possibly fill up. It was fantastic. Love our friends at Quick Trip. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one. Hit us up, please. Go ahead and do so. So here's um, here's a thought, and, and I want to go back to my opening thought. Okay, we talked. We heard from Mike DeCourcy. Uh, the Big Ten Network, and he said, hey, look, uh, you know, you lose your second-best player. Uh, you also weren't expected to be that good. Uh, he talks about a lot of the the Big Ten matchups in general. So you get it. You understand where he's kind of coming from. I, I get it. But I, as I sat there in, in this with this level of frustration, and, and it's because you just wanted Wisconsin to win, get to the Sweet 16, head to Chicago, watch that contingent of Badgers fans head south. That's what you were hoping for. That's what you were wanting. Okay, that's what you were you were kind of pining for, and it didn't happen. Obviously, so I had to step back from my level of frustration as the passion of fan fandomonium overtakes you, and say, you know what? I didn't expect them to be this good to begin with. Yes, my expectations were a sweet 16. I readjusted. They should have gotten there. They picked the worst time to not only have an injury, obviously, which you don't pick that, but the the worst time to have just a subpar game. We all know that. And you got to give credit to Iowa State because they had a smothering physical defense. But overall, I thought when you start to look at the season as a whole, it's a hell of a year. It really was. It was a hell of a year. Give Greg Gard a lot of credit for what he and those guys did. They weren't expected to do this well. So Ben, as as a guy up close and personal, and does the Badger Hour with Kenny and Heilprin, give me your thoughts on the on the way the season ended. Well, first of all, I think what sucks the most is the missed opportunity, right? Because Miami is there in the Sweet 16 taking on Iowa right. State, and it's not Auburn. 
So in theory, the path was pretty much cherry-picked for them. That's what sucks the most out of all of this. And it, it sucks that you combined every worst-case scenario. Down the second half of that game, I, I don't look at guard for any of this because I don't really know how you can expect a team to score with, who was it, John, uh, Jordan Davis, Carter Gilmore for a minute, but then Carlson and Lindsey played a couple minutes, Jacoby Neath, Vote. They, they didn't have anyone on the court that really could score. And as soon as Chucky Hepburn went out, you saw everything he did that wasn't only putting the ball in the basket. The offense was in the right spot to do everything. So They struggled getting the ball up the floor. Yeah, and the dribble handoffs at the top of the key were – they would happen six feet further out from the basket, which messed everything up. So I don't know. It it sucks. What happened last night sucks. But you look at what was in the second half of that game, and it makes sense. Like, I can't expect Jacoby Neath and Jordan Davis to make threes. And it also happened to be that it was probably the worst shooting performance I've ever seen in right. my life. It, it was awful. They they couldn't hit anything. I, it was just, it was it was brick, 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 turnover, brick, brick, brick. It, it was just awful to watch them shoot the basketball. And you can't blame that on guard. You know, if if it was something to the way the effect of you just you were completely outcoached, you were completely outplayed, you were completely outschemed, that's one thing. But you had open looks, you had bunnies, you had you had literal layups that didn't fall. There's nothing you can do about that as a coach. You just you just kind of let them play. Defensively, they played an incredible game. Hey, if you really want to look at it, okay, for what they did schematically defensively. Incredible game. Take it in a heartbeat. Because neither team shot fantastic. Um, when you hold a team to 34.5% shooting, that's not, they, um Iowa State was 21.4% beyond the arc. That's, that's fantastic defense. The trouble is you were 9% beyond the arc. You were just about tied with rebounds. The problem is also... You turn them over 14 times. 14 times. You got 14 turnovers, but you turn the ball over 17 times. You're not going to win that way. You're not going to win that way. It just, it just was opportunity wise, it was there. They just didn't hit shots. They didn't make plays when they needed to, and they turned the ball over far too much. So, and as far as the Badgers go, it was a hell of a season. 15 and 5. They tied for the top spot in the Big Ten They uh, with Illinois. Um, and now you start the rebuild. So let, let me ask you this. I don't want to necessarily put a full cap on this yet, but what do if I'm a Badger fan, Ben, what am I looking forward to next year now? You lose <laughs> Davison. You lose Davis. What am I looking forward to? Football. <laughs> I mean, like, we'll see because it's, de- it's a developmental program, and there have been so many times where a player in one season comes back the next year a lot better in a lot of regards. But if you look at it right now, it's Chucky Hepburn, it's Tyler Wall, it's Steven Crowell, and then who knows? Uh, transfer right. portal, hopefully. You know, like You need to attack that and get a veteran shooter, someone who could score the bench. I, there are a lot of young guys on the bench, and we'll see who emerges, but I, spring practice starts this week, so football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of where you're going. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Brian says, I'll be honest, Wisconsin should have won this handily. Too many turnovers of their own doing. Really sloppy today. The Badgers were their own worst enemy. Iowa State beat Jackson State, lost to Oklahoma State. Among their woes also couldn't shoot either. And that, that's my point. 
Uh, Sal says a tremendous defense by the Badgers, just too many tur- turnovers, and the bucket had a lid on it. That's it. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. That's probably the most succinct email that's come across. And Sal, you're right. I mean, you know, they played really solid defense, physical defense. It's just Iowa State did too, and the Badgers had a, a lid on the bucket. Just terrible shooting. And I don't know That's if it. I can even look at Wall and I think Wall got in foul trouble, but Johnny Davis, they weren't doubling him. They were tripling him. When, it, when right. anybody got close to the basket, they sent their entire defense to them. The only way to change how a team plays if they're doing that is to make shots. And if you can't yeah, make shots, you, then you, you're SOL. That's exactly right. The only way, and you're right, when he would penetrate, when anything would be even near the perimeter, they were collapsing another guy around him or three. And if if you're kicking it out, and nobody's hitting shots, it makes it easy. Because you can say, well, let them shoot. Who cares? We're just going to make sure this guy doesn't beat us. And and that is a tremendous... So, you, you again, you can have Davis get the ball every anywhere and everywhere and say, let your best player lead you. But if you're being triple teamed and he's kicking it out or he's dishing it off and nobody else is hitting shots, it makes it easy because you're not worrying about anybody else. You're worrying about one guy. It's a three-on-one in essence. And he couldn't do it. And it's not his fault. It's just it's very hard to beat three guys. And but when you're not hitting shots, man, it's it's that's extremely detriment extremely detrimental. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Taking a quick break, we got more of the Bill Michael show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I, I thought we had some good looks too. I mean, I know we're two for twenty-two, but um, I would say for the most part, unless and until right at the end, most of those were pretty decent looks that you you got to take, especially with how they're playing with packing things in and trapping the post and those things. You've got to got a counter by knocking down some shots welcome back to the program those are the words of greg guard head coach of the wisconsin badgers not uh, not the best of days for bucky yesterday a lot of disappointed badger fans ben how was your experience on friday by the way it was a lot of fun the weather was horrid so that obviously took away it was crappy the, rain yeah some of the experience and wind but it was a lot of fun went out downtown in the deer district to watch the game luckily it was a win Went out a little bit afterwards. It was a good time. The Bud Light tasted tremendous. Uh, I was going to say, did you uh, did you kill that here, or did you wait till you got back at home? It was a half and half thing. Uh, okay, it, it has been drunk, uh, but it was. <laughs> we went golfing Sunday morning, so it oh, made its okay. way onto the course. There I, you go. The game's in shambles, though. It was a disaster. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Never been worse. Okay. Well, that's uh, at least you got something to work on. Put it this way. If it's never been worse, you can go nowhere but up. This is true. Look at it that way. You know, you know, not, there's always a bright side to things. You can always find something good. So if you uh, if you're playing horrible right now, you can, you know, you can say, well, at least you enjoyed some Bud Light out on the course and you ended up uh, playing some golf. You got out and enjoyed the weather. The weather was nice. So there's a lot of there's a lot of positive there. Wisconsin did somehow hit more threes than I hit fairways, though, which <laughs> is really hard to imagine. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Many of you this past weekend went out riding. I was extremely jealous. My bike, uh, my Harley, is in the uh, window, the showroom window of Wisconsin Harley Davidson, and I didn't get it out yet. Uh, I haven't uh, gone and picked it up yet. So I'm, I'm I think I'm going to get a new stereo system put on it, but. 
I was extremely jealous of many of you who are out riding this weekend. And if you're going to go out riding and you're going to go out and look for upgrades on your bike, you're looking for a new bike, you're looking for a used bike, maybe you're looking to get into the riding school, and uh, all the motor clothes are starting to come in. Uh, I was noticing that uh, the, the long sleeve stuff and, and all the, the flannel stuff and the winter stuff, it's getting really thin. And new jackets, they were unpacking new jackets, as a matter of fact, at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. I'm sitting in, uh, I, was in the, I was there on Saturday. I was sitting in Craig's office, Craig Winger's office. He's a GM. And uh, we're just kind of reminiscing because they came back from Daytona and just deal after deal after deal after deal that they're marking and uh, selling bikes, selling a lot of bikes. So if you're looking for a bike and they've got a, a showroom full of bikes, if you got a bike or you're in need of a bike or you want to trade in, what have you, man, they're making uh, some fantastic uh, some fantastic people very, very happy. All you got to do is go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. So um, who do you get in your tournament, in your bracket, Ben, who do you have left? Oh, I have almost everybody left. I have Purdue winning. I have Texas Tech and Arizona there in the final four as well. Really? Um, okay. Yes, so I, I I'm in good shape. No one else picked Purdue, so if they win, I'm kind of golden. There you go. I've got uh, uh, still have UCLA. Of my elite eight, I have lost Kentucky and Auburn. Everybody else is still there. I got Gonzaga. I got Duke. I got UCLA. I've got uh, Arizona, Villanova, and Kansas. Uh, I lost Kentucky and I lost Auburn, but it was. Like the whole Midwest bracket just blew up. The only thing, the only one I have remaining is Kansas. Everybody else just it, it just blew up. Yeah, I'm with you there. I can't wait um, for the state of Wisconsin to join me in rooting so hard for Villanova on Thursday against um, Michigan. Yeah, I know, right? I will be uh, rooting big time for Villanova. I yeah, I, I've had a few people that have reached out to me that were clearly Michigan fans that said, "Oh, lol," you know, whatever. Okay, I never said Michigan wasn't a good team. But what I said was, is Juwan Howard should not be there. And so uh, I am rooting hard against Michigan. I agree with that. Uh, Villanova, I had Villanova getting beat or, or beating. Uh, I had Villanova beating Loyola Chicago. So the fact that they beat Ohio State, not shocking to me. Uh, so they ended up uh, advancing. But, uh, you know, Arkansas, didn't see that coming. Uh, a four seed, I granted an SEC team, I get it. Just didn't think Arkansas was that good, but kudos to Arkansas. I have Texas Tech, have Duke. So that matchup, yes. I had Duke beating Michigan State um, and Izzo bowing out. This Michigan State did not even have a great season. And I don't know why so many people thought Michigan State was going to beat Duke. I just thought Duke was a really good team. And the way their season ended, losing to North Carolina, I thought they would be uh, kind of salivating for a little revenge. Now, give credit to North Carolina. North Carolina beating Baylor. North Carolina ended their season on a high note. They got hot. They beat uh, Duke at, at uh, Cameron Indoor uh, to end Shashevsky's last game at Cameron Indoor. They got a win there. They got few wins in the tournament. They've been playing extremely well. So kudos to North Carolina getting hot at the right time. UCLA, Purdue. Didn't see St. Peter's, obviously. But uh, I've got six of my Elite Eight and three of my Final Four, but I think leading up to this point, I've just lost too much. To uh, Unless, of course, Gonzaga wins it all against Villanova by the exact score. I don't know what else to think. I think my bracket's pretty much done. I think there's a few teams that just kind of burn me. Auburn losing hurt me. Kentucky losing hurt me. So...
One hour down. We got three more yet to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show is next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.